0: Why, why did you start? Why did you start this? What What? What brought you to go around and ask people if they were happy? I mean, it's a question I get all the
1: time. Why did I start doing this documentary? I don't like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And that's honestly the first time I admitted it. I suppose the answer is more of like, why did I start making films in the first place? And that has a lot to do with my childhood. You know, right. it's something that I was called to do ever since I was a kid. Um, but, you know, I, like the, you know, the, the real answer, the truth, if you want to know the truth, mm-hmm. I don't, it just happened, it happened so naturally. Nothing, everything was planned, but nothing that was planned happened. Yeah. What did happen was, mu- was a million times better than what I planned.
0: And I love that.
1: while it was happening, I was like, why isn't anything going to plan? And now I realize there was a plan at work that I was totally unaware of that was a million times better than anything I could have even imagined. So why did I do it? I don't know. Why did I start filmmaking? Uh, you know that that's a that's a totally
0: other question. Now, do you edit all your videos, or do you have somebody that does that for you? Or I edit uh all my videos,
1: but I I did start the Are You Happy Creator program, where okay. there are any creators, any editors, anybody who records, anybody who's ever taken a picture. There's really no uh gatekeeping. Um, can email me at info at happypeople.me if they want to go out and interview people in their city or edit some of the uh, videos that I've shot or they could shoot. So I've opened up a creator program and I've got about 10 people so far that are out there all around the world shooting uh, and they'll be editing, you know, with time. But right now it's just
0: me. That's really awesome. So now, so then basically you've started a community um, with, with, with what you're doing and allowing. I think I've, I think I've even seen... Um, a couple of them actually, because uh, there was an Australian guy, I believe, and 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 I saw one or two of his. I was like, oh, this is so cool. So that is what you're doing. You're starting a community with it.
1: Yeah, well, I'm starting a community of content creators for sure. Um, and that is, it's called the Are You Happy Creator Program. And if you wanna be one, you could email at info at happypeople.me. And that kid from Australia, you know, I was I was looking at his stuff and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then I'm like, why don't you edit something for me? And he edits this video that straight out of Are You Happy easily could get a million views, easily could go viral. And I'm like, oh, I want, I want this kid to be legit. Like, I want him to edit more of my videos. So I was talking to him. I'm like, well, f-, you know, I was talking to him about signing him on. And I'm like, by the way, Gideon, how old are you? He's like, well, I'm about to turn 16. And I'm like, you're 15 and he, this guy, this he's like uh he's um what, he's, he's a prodigy he, he's like he reminds me of myself you know because i was also uh-huh. 15 like shooting stuff you know and so he gets it
0: that's awesome so what what is your goal with starting that community what is your goal um uh with 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 building that so the goal is to put
1: the show on um kind of on autopilot Okay. Right now, like I am a slave to my desk. I can't grow the show. I can't, uh, you know, make merch better than this. You know, my hands are kind of tied, um, by the rope of time. Okay. And I'm trying to, um, bring, create a community, bring more people in, highlight voices from all around the world. But at the same time, put the show on autopilot so I could QC my merch, which I can't do now. Like you, obviously you mm. can see the yellow is too, you know, it's, it's, it's too light compared to the white that like if I had more time, I would have been able to QC that and say, Oh, you know, that's no good. You know, make the yellow darker. Luckily this is a production sample and right. um, you know, I got the yellow darker and people could buy the merch, but you know, it's those sort of things. I'm trying to free up time so I could grow the show and eventually make, um, make
0: a feature length film. Awesome. Holy. And and so, so has, so you said that you started uh, filming when you were younger and and, and now wanting to make a feature film with that as, as like a full documentary. Um, So, so then let me ask you this, what was your childhood like? Something that you mentioned before, what was, what was your childhood really like and how did it inspire you to start doing what you're doing now? So my childhood was pretty good. I, um, as a
1: young kid, I lived in Albania um, mm-hmm. for a couple years, and I went back every summer. So we have a, you know, we have a, a home there. That was a huge part of my life. Uh, and being there so young, doing kindergarten there and um, you know, being, going there every year really affected my culture, uh, my mm-hmm. language, the way I viewed the world. It wasn't just America. I knew that there was that America was a country of many other countries and it's had and it had its own standing within the world. I knew that I understood that concept at a very young age and um, at least the fundamental concept of that. And that just multiplied in my understanding as I grew older. And so I never took anything for granted here. Um, I understood, you know, culture and I understood these different things. Uh, from a young age, and honestly, around the age of six or seven, I picked up a, a VHS camera that my parents had lying around the house, and um, the zoom function was, it was all the way zoomed in. I didn't know how to operate the camera, but I hit record, and it was all the way zoomed in, um, and I just, I was recording. It was basically a blur of colors, and after I finished recording, I plugged the camera into our TV with the 3 core VGA camera. Yeah. And uh, I watched what I had recorded off the tape and it was like, um, I didn't know what I was feeling then, but I I cried watching this, uh, you know, just a little kid. And I didn't know it then, but that was the beginning of a journey dedicated to filmmaking. And I went about it with all these different routes. You know, I was, um, I was really into writing. I was really into acting. I was, I was really into directing. I was really into editing um and ca- all my free time was spent watching interviews with my favorite filmmakers re-watching movies um watching movies and, you know on 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 mute on my tv so i could focus more on the picture watching movies without the picture just the wow. sound you know i was i spent summers watching the entire inside the actor studio with james lipton just obsessed obsessed and it just never stopped. It just never stopped. I went to college, majored in film. Um, I worked my butt off to graduate early. I had, a, had an internship um, while I was in college. I worked my butt off there. They hired me. Um, you know, they, they hired me before I even graduated. And, you know, it was all good. It was all good. I just, I put in a lot of work, you
0: know. Wow. That's incredible. And, and, and so if you don't mind me asking, how old are you now? I'm 26. So 26. So that has been, up until now, that has been what you've been focusing on. And and that is your journey that brought you to this point. And now with, are you happy? You know, you're developing like this incredible story arc, this incredible line of, of getting these amazing reactions out of people. Um, And that's all, you know, built up over time. And you talked about the journey and and even though and and tell me this did you cry when you saw the video were you crying because you were disappointed or were you crying because you know maybe i don't i don't know
1: why overcome with emotion excited about having just recorded something and seeing it right away Uh, i wasn't it was definitely wasn't because i was disappointed i was enthralled i was excited
0: wow I love that. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so, so with that all being said, and, and, and you sharing that with, 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 with us about your childhood, um, now, I kind of want to get into to how you approach this. Like, like, how do you feel when you're about to ask a completely random stranger if they're happy or not? Every
1: single How does that make time. you feel? Yeah, dude. Great question. Parker, every single time I interview somebody, my heart beats out of my chest. I'm always nervous. I'm always like, these are gonna come. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm always nervous to, to talk to strangers. I'm always very shy. And, but as soon as I start, all that fades away. And then, you know, I, I start getting really into it with them. And then once I do one person, it's much easier for me to um interview other people as well but that first person you know i made a short documentary um called get out the car which is on my are you happy youtube and it's basically about my experience making this documentary with this anxiety of speaking with people uh i don't know and it's something i you know like social anxiety is something i've dealt with uh you know it's not a crippling fear of speaking to strangers but it's definitely a legit fear Mm -hmm. that i had to overcome before this documentary um and you know definitely during it and it's still something i
0: struggle with wow and and that's kind of one of the things that i found really interesting about your content is like you're literally going up to anyone you know it doesn't matter who they are like i I was i i cried when I watch you um, ask that the the blind fellow um, mm. and and his story too, I'm like, how do you just like find these people? Like that, you just come and, and talk to and 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 I even showed my mom that one too. She started getting teary eyed. It was just the the thing that the thing that m- makes me so interested is that it's just a question: Are you happy? And how much? that and how and how like and how it captivates the people that you're asking it to almost like you kind of see them like you see some people obviously and i'm sure you've gotten a lot where people like yeah dude i'm happy and they walk away or like no i'm not and they walk away but when you actually get the people who like stop and want to share with you why they're happy or why they're not happy like like i i'm I'm so fascinated by that. And why do you think that is? Why do you think the the, the question, are you happy is so impactful for, for a lot of people?
1: Great question. I
0: think it's two reasons. The reason why
1: the question, are you happy, is so impactful is kind of two prong. The first is its, it's simplicity. Three words, a lot of meaning packed into it. The second is it forces you to look back on your entire life, analyze it and its effect on your current happiness and it forces that process within seconds Uh, and you see that happening on the person's face, but it's like, it's like, you know, a year of therapy thrust onto a person right away. And then that's why you see people kind of in shock when, when I, when I ask them, they're like, well, you know and they're kind of searching they're certain what you see is they're searching for something outside but what they're really doing doing is searching within
0: wow i love that that's and 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 and, and what you just said is so true because you can and, and how like like again coming back to the older gentleman um the the blind man like you know it for for somebody to ask, like I can't even imagine for somebody to come up to him and ask him that question, and for him to be able to share and how much you know he's probably wanted to share that with somebody, and 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 how often you know sometimes that's maybe all somebody needs is just to be asked that question or just to be asked you know what they're going through right now or or because there are sometimes when you ask people if they're happy and they say no, and I think it's even it's even more incredible when they say no but they're still more willing to go into detail as to why they're not when most people in in this day and age want to hide their emotions want to put up on social media that everything's fantastic for them but on the inside it's not and 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 so if you don't mind sharing um you know what it's like to to go into detail with the people who aren't happy what is that what is that like for you
1: it's very educational You know, because usually what people are unhappy about has to do with their surroundings, their environment. For example, I spoke with a a United States veteran, asked him if he was happy. He said, no. And I said, why? He said, because um, he viewed, you know, the divisiveness in the country. He was disappointed with it. He said, you know, we fought for everybody to be together and safe. And right now everybody's not together. Um, so that you know that made him disappointed so whenever people say no it ends up being an educational experience for me where I get to learn a little bit about what's wrong with the world and uh, what's uh, sometimes what's wrong with people and I say that because I've also opened it up for people to submit their answers to me mm-hmm. and the way they do that is through sending a voice message through Instagram. So literally anybody could send me a voice message on Instagram answering the question, are you happy? And what I noticed was people will either feel more honest to tell the truth or they'll have an opportunity to really think about it. And typically the answer is no. I'd say 70% of the voice messages submitted to me on Instagram are no. and. I've, I listened to almost all of them, although it's very hard, but, um, most, most of the people who are unhappy are unhappy for the same reasons. Interesting. And what reasons is that? A lot of it has to do with, uh, insecurity, uh, being in a toxic relationship. Um, most of it is Like my opinion on what the thing that's most in common between the unhappy people is a lack of awareness of Mm. what they truly have. Um, The fact that you could wake up, get off your bed and have both feet hit the ground. That officially puts you in the top one percentile of the happiest people to ever live the fact that you've got a healthy body, the fact that you've got a home, a bed, waking up, those things should, you know, those are like the the things that everybody should be happy about. But we allow external forces to bring us down. That doesn't mean we should be oblivious to be happy but it means you should place a higher priority on the important things in your life than you do on the insignificant things. For example, it is so easy to be afraid, angry, um, fearful about what you see on the TV. You know, we talked about earlier. Uh, It's also so easy to be angry about what somebody said about you online. And those, it's very easy to to have those things bring down your happiness. But what's most important, where you should be placing your, you know, the the scale of your happiness is on things in your immediate circle within a two-mile radius of where you are right now. Uh, Those are the things that should affect your happiness. Is mom okay? What's for dinner tonight? Who's picking up the kids? Uh, Is the laundry done? Are the test results back? Um, am I healthy? Those those are the things you should be worried about. Those are the things that should be affecting your happiness. And then if you feel like those are in a good place, uh perhaps your neighborhood, perhaps spread out to your community. Um, and if you're still alive after doing all that, then go, you know, you know, run for mayor, actually not even run for mayor. (laughs) You know, be head be head of the PTA, but uh, you know, focus on you, your family, your home,
0: and then turn on the TV. Yeah, wow, man, wow, and 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 I'm I'm so th- happy of what you just said, and because uh, for me, I've I've been doing this series um, through my podcast through Leo's Touch um, with mental health, and and I've had. Uh, a few of my friends come on to the show and, and, and a few people who I know um, talk about mental health and, and and talk about, you know, things that they're going through like depression, anxiety, all these different things. And, um, and, and I'm a personal trainer outside of doing podcasting. So I get quite a bit of um, of uh, conversation uh, from my clients that I, that they don't really tell anybody else. And, and um one thing that I loved what you what you said is is how we let external things uh, uh, external things dictate whether or not we're happy and I did a podcast by myself um about this topic about renting your mind um, and renting space into renting space in your oh, mind yep. to tenants that aren't paying rent: Yes exactly you know? exactly and They're living. And I right feel very head. i feel I feel very, very passionate about that and, and everything you just said touches on that and, and builds off of that and, and, and gives people, you know, like an opportunity to be, to be self-reflected. And, and so let me ask you this, why do you think it's so hard for a majority of people to, to have that self-reflection or self-awareness, even of just of their position in life, even just that they have air in their lungs and, and to be thankful for that? Why do you, why do you think so many people find it or have such a hard time with that?
1: Well, it's interesting you say that because as a personal trainer, you know that if you want something like a, a fit body, a healthy system, it's hard. Nothing good comes easy. Of course it's hard. Somebody in the chat said, I want to do that, but it's hard. Of course it's hard. Nothing good comes easy. Mm-hmm. But there are some aspects of it that are, that are easy. Um, you know, turning off the TV for one um spending more time with family less time online or on external things easy just turn it off throw it out break the pipe you know um and if you know you know um but why why is it so hard to appreciate the fact that we have air in our lungs and have that be the basis of our happiness perhaps because we were still developing when we got it and we forgot that we ne- we we didn't used to have it and it's easy to forget that one day it will be gone and if it won't be gone for you it'll be gone for your friend or your mother or your sister sometimes a death or a traumatic event kind of reminds us oh wow this doesn't last forever the sound of my mother will one day end or um you know my 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 best friend's dish will one day no longer exist he he won't be able to cook it um you know these things that that seem small um will come to an end and it takes a traumatic event for us to remember or to remind ourselves of that mm-hmm. but if you just try to take a second every day do a little check and it's easy to forget i forget too but sometimes you're just breathing rem- remembering oh wow this this is special you know just being a present in like one second a day really
0: helps i love that and and, and that's something that, that I preach even with my clients. I've I've been practicing um, and learning about the Wim Hof breathing technique. I don't know it's if you've third ever heard. Time I've heard this. Tell me about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like the Wim Hof breathing technique is is something that, you know, I've seen for so long. I've studied Wim Hof for quite some time. I've been taking cold showers myself for okay. four years now. Um, uh, just not not because like he said to do it or, or something like that it's just something that i tried and it fortunately works because one it demands you to breathe and it demands you not to shallow breathe and um so i've been finding with my breathing techniques now um and teaching it to my clients their workouts are better their recovery is better how they're thinking throughout the day is better and it's crazy that um you know that that just breathing yeah. you know something again like we like we were just talking about that or that you said that maybe we had it when we were developing and and so now we don't quite value it as much as you know we would if we didn't have the ability to breathe just regularly or, or or anything like that but to be honest with you I think once you start giving your breath more priority not just you know how your breath smells, but what you do, what you do with the air in your lungs really does matter um, for your overall well-being. And I think if a lot of people um, who are listening right now uh, take a moment and take a big breath in and a big breath out and keep doing that 30 times in a row. You'll see a substantial difference. I think that's incredible. Thirty times um, in a row. Thirty deep breaths in a row. Thirty deep breaths in a row. And and the more and more uh, breaths that you do, the more and more intense you get each and every breath. And then at the end, you hold your breath for as long as you can, and you let all of the all of the, all of that air kind of build up. And then all of a sudden you're feeling a thousand times better than you did before and you're thinking clearer, you're happy, you're just pleased with your situation and all it took was a minute of breathing and and that'll, that'll get you there. So, um, kind of, kind of, um, building off of, off of what we're talking about. Um, how, how does it make you feel, After you, after you have like a really genuine deep conversation with somebody that after you've just asked them if they're happy, like how, how do you feel when you walk away from somebody after you've just had an incredible experience with them? Um, have you ever,
1: have you ever had to present something? Yes. So, uh, I'm, I'm not very good at presenting things, but whenever I do, I get, you know, I get nervous. And then I present it and at the end of it, I'm like, wait, what what just happened? Is that is that over? I don't know if you've ever had that feeling, but if you're ever really nervous about something, job interview, whatever, when it happens, after it's over, it feels like it never happened. And yeah, I have to ask my friend, how did I look? Did I have a booger in my nose? Did I stutter? <laughs> so when I when I interview people, I get so nervous that I'm like quiet the whole time and I'm just I'm hoping I'm getting good stuff. And then it's only until like it's over that I'm like, okay, wait, what, what did he say? What did I get? (laughs) And so I have to look at my footage and that's like, I really don't remember. Like when I interview people, I don't remember what they said only until I look at it. Yeah. And oftentimes the things I think are really good and profound. I'm like, Oh I think he said that thing about his daughter that might work. It's only until like I, I look at the footage I'm like oh that's actually nothing cuz he gave me this thing about you know about his dog that I didn't even think about and um and then I'll be like, oh that's good and then I'll upload it and then somebody will notice something else and then it'll go viral for some other reason <laughs> you know I can never predict anything I can't remember how I feel after I interview
0: people is like a
1: big sigh of relief I'm like oh, okay that's over good
0: yeah <laughs> That's awesome. So you basically go into like an extreme flow state, pretty much. 100%. One <laughs> great way to put it. That's awesome. Cause my, my, my roommate, he's, he's a pretty good artist and, and he spends a lot of time painting and stuff like that. And, and I asked him, um, and the reason why I'm bringing this up because his, a lot of his responses on why he's doing it are very similar to, to sim- similar to what you said at the beginning um is is he said he when when he paints or when he does his form of artistry which i think you and what you're doing is a form of artistry because it is it's beautiful um he says he doesn't remember what he goes through he doesn't have anything in front of him for inspiration he doesn't have notes of what he wants to draw or or what he wants to create he just goes into a total flow state and if he and and like just what you said if he reflects back on some of his pieces of uh, of art he'll be like oh you know i did this guy's hand really good or i did this nose really good and then he'll go and look at the piece and he'll be like wait the shape of his head is 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 incredible that's way better than uh, what i thought the hand looked like or anything like that and the reason why i'm bringing that up is because no matter what kind of art you create or what kind of what kind of whatever kind of content that you that you create or what you're doing as a passion in your life I think it's a beautiful thing to be able to tap into a flow state because sometimes you don't like you said you most of the time every time you go into a flow state you don't remember at all what just happened unless you record it or unless you paint it or unless you know it's it's there for you afterwards and I think um, that's really interesting, so is there anything that you do before you go into it to kind of get yourself into a flow state like a reassurance kind of like a calm down like some people sometimes like take a whiff of something oh they just smell know. they 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 smell a certain smell that brings them back to a period of time in their life where they can kind of go into that flow state but what do you do um for 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 you to go into that flow state It's a great question uh i don't
1: like when you put it that way, the interview is like a self-induced flow state. I experience the flow state all the time when I'm working, like when I'm editing, when I'm shooting. Um, But what I do to prep myself for the, for every interview is breathe. I always do like a breathing thing before the interview. I don't consider it like an exercise. Mm -hmm. I just literally like slow down my breathing. I'm like, okay, you know, it just helps me come to the present moment. It helps me relax. It distracts me from the other feelings. I just breathe, and then I just get out my car. And it's all about getting out of the car. Um, Stanley Kubrick, one of the, one of my favorite filmmakers, he said uh, the hardest part about making a movie. Now, he's made some of the greatest movies to ever, to ever be made. Mm. He said that the hardest part of making a movie is getting out of the car. Now, this guy revolutionized cinema. And so for him to say that, and what he meant by it, and he explains it in this interview, is that, you have all the, all these people waiting on you, all this tension, hoping everything goes right, all this nervousness, and the hardest thing is overcoming that, and focusing on the on the main objective. So mm-hmm. yeah, get you know getting out of the car, uh, breathing, it definitely helps. By the way, I interviewed the guy who coined the term flow state. Uh, he's okay. a positive psychologist called Dr. Mihail semihai uh, I don't, you might have seen the video, but I went to a positive psychology conference um, in in California, and he was there giving a talk. And so I interviewed him. That's on my TikTok and on my YouTube as well. Like the full videos on my YouTube, um, and like the short tease of it is on my TikTok. It's pretty interesting. Oh, okay.
0: I'll will def- definitely check that out. Sorry, did interrupt you there? Sorry. No, no, no. no you didn't interrupt me. Um, so. Since film has been such an inspiration for you um, now, what is, what, is, what, is some, what is your top three favorite movies and why? Great question. Um, my number one favorite
1: film is Raging Bull. It's a 1980 Martin Scorsese film. And it kind of served as my film school, even though I went to film school, I had to do like a big paper on any movie and I picked this movie that I liked as a kid, Raging Bull. And, uh, and then the paper, it was like a 10, 15 page paper, it forced me to really look into the movie. And um, I kind of like, I, I analyzed the film deeply and it ended up being like my film school. The, the movie experiments with black and white, it experiments with color, it experiments with um, blocking set design um relationships every everything that you you'd want to learn about making a movie is in that movie Mm -hmm. like there's a scene uh you know i won't get into it but raging bull is one um the second one is blue valentine now that's more it's 2010 derek C in france the director who currently has a hbo show coming out Um, that movie changed my perspective on filmmaking forever, um, because it taught me that the best moments of filmmaking are actually when the camera's off. And the process of filmmaking for me was then, I wanna capture that moment that that people feel when they, they don't have to worry about a camera in their face, that they can just breathe and be themselves. That's like what I'm trying to do with Are You Happy? Um, I'm trying to capture the truth of people. I'm not, I want to remove the lies as much as possible. Uh, so that's one movie. And then probably another one of my favorite films is Children of Men. It's Iñárritu. Uh, actually, I always confuse Iñárritu and Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, but that, um, that movie is like one of the... One of the like, it's like a perfect film. Everything about it from top to bottom... From the, from the edge of the frame to the other edge of the frame, it's completely thought out by the director. Every prop, every, everything in the background, there's like scenes that shows a whole city street. Everything is thought about in that film. The pacing of the film is great. Um, the music is amazing. The story is you know, wonderful. Um, so yeah, those, those are like my three favorite films.
0: So with 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 those three, because um, you said in, in in the second movie that you mentioned that that's kind of what's what's giving you the the focus or the purpose of of getting the truth out of people. Um, with are you happy? With those three films, do you do you ever try and integrate um, attributes of all three of those films in in each and every time that you that you do an Are You Happy series or anything that you edit? more or less, into into. Are You Happy? 100%. 100%. I am a product of my
1: favorite filmmakers. If you love Martin Scorsese, if you love Derek C. in France, you'll see them, hopefully, in my work. Um, and with with Derek, for example, he does this thing where he'll get you a know, really nice camera, but he'll put a really long lens on it. So he could... Stand on one side of the room or on one side of the street, and the camera's way out of view, and then the action is happening on the completely other side of the street, and so he keeps that distance, but it's a really long lens, so you know it's like it's a cl- still a close-up. Um, I've experimented with that with "Are You Happy?" where I stand on one side of the street and I have somebody, well, somebody records me on one side of the street. I have somebody interview me. I interview people on the other side of the street. I also try to make the camera the least important part of the entire thing hmm. that's why a lot of the things a lot of the videos you've seen are framed poorly sometimes i'll i'll get a nice shot in there but a lot of times like it's framed like that you know it's framed pretty crazy yeah because i don't i want to shift the focus from the camera uh and onto the, the topic of the conversation so sometimes i'll hold my camera down here and i'll point it up Sometimes I'll just kind of hold it like I'm holding a pencil. I'll just play right. it. And a lot of times when I'm having a conversation, I'll do the interview with the camera right in front of the face. And then I'll like get the nervousness out of the way for the person. And then I'll put it down and I'll be like, so how, you know, how are you? You know, where, where are you from? You know, I like have them calm down to have a normal conversation with me yeah and then I'll find the opportunity to be like by the way are you actually happy and I just kind of turn the camera up toward them um so yeah I I try to find um you know
0: those natural moments that way so so then with that do you do you find that like well I mean this should be a pretty obvious obvious answer but it's like um you find as soon as you put a camera in front of people do you find them put on kind of like a fake face a little bit or like they to try and yeah.
1: I mean, you know, let's face it; it's inevitable. It's like, first of all, the camera has so much power. You know, it's, it's literally capturing your essence. So, of course, you know, there's there's some deal of, um. You know, putting on a show, but then there's also all the cultural implications. How is he going to use this? Mm-hmm. What is this for? You know, all those things go into go into. The mind of the person that's um. Well, I'm sorry, I just lost you real quick. Just get you back. What happened here? Okay, there you are. Um, all of those things go into the mind of the person as I'm recording them. So I tr- for that reason I try to make it as um, as
0: little of a deal as possible. Interesting now you you mentioned a little bit um about psychology uh, and and that's something for me that just recently just as as of this year I've started to take a lot more seriously and finding great interest in it because um, for myself, you know I'm a personal trainer, but at the end of the day, I feel more like a therapist or a psychologist <laughs> than I do you know a, a personal trainer, and that's because. For, for me understanding my role and my position as 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 an authority figure to people, I'm more or less understanding that I'm a support factor for people and support factor coming into the gym and 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 people need to make that decision to come to the gym before they make the decision to lift up a weight. And 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 therefore it's more of a a psychological warfare than it is, you know, physical mm-hmm. warfare for a lot of people in that in that regard. So um what is what is your interest in psychology and 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 how does that play into um what you're doing with are you happy to be honest uh
1: psychology wasn't really a huge part of what went into this I you know I have my own perhaps controversial views on psychology okay um and uh Yeah, like I I went to the positive psychology conference more to know like, okay, all these people that claim that they're experts on happiness, experts on psychology. What if somebody flipped a question on them? Are you happy? And seeing the reaction on their face is pretty interesting because they're like, wait, am am I happy? Uh, and, And, you know, I interviewed this woman and she's like, just throwing back. She's like, am I happy? She's like, well, I do she's like in all the quadrants of well-being you know in the four quadrants of well-being i i feel like i've reached the peak in all of them you know she's given me this textbook answer and mm-hmm. it's just it's so typical it's so typical
0: um, yeah and 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 i appreciate you saying that because i i've worked with several psychologists like as they've been my clients and and i found something very repeat, re- repetitive in their person and that's being super analytical if something doesn't you know comply with everything that they've learned then some then it's this unnatural phenomenon or, or something like that and 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 so I think um you know what you're doing and, and the reason why I asked um what your interest is in, in psychology and I love what you said is that it doesn't really factor in because it, it creates a more natural sense in the way that you approach it rather than trying or expecting or or completely dissecting somebody's response for whatever they're going through and and studying them and knowing everything and diagnosing them basically right then and there i love it because you come from again a human approach you know somebody literally standing right beside them in the line of a of a restaurant waiting to (laughs) get their food and asking them. And I think, I think that's really, really incredible. And that's really different. Um, and, and, and I love that, you know, you went to literally a, a po- what was it called? A po- positive, a positive psychology conference. And, and you asked people who are, who are literally <laughs> diagnosing people and should know or, or do know all the ways of living happily and, and dealing with their issues and their problems. But you ask, them if they're happy i think that's fascinating and 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 i'm sure that there were people in there in that room that were stoked beyond belief but also too i find that most psychologists are more miserable or not more miserable but just in like they take in so much from their clients and and therefore they can't say they're happy you know? and, and so I find that really interesting. And, and, and I just wanted to ask you that question because I, I do find a lot of what you're doing um, to be like an unorthodox approach to understanding or diagnosing somebody from a, from a, from a psychology standpoint. So.
1: That's, that's such a good way to put it. So like psychology as we know it is mainly based off of Sigmund Freud who had his own very strange issues. So we're, we're basing, you know, I've, perhaps brilliant, perhaps a genius, um, but we're perhaps basing an entire way of thinking on the theories of a madman, perhaps. Uh, and by that, I mean, I've come to the realization that psychology is just a, a way of relieving guilt for people. Mm -hmm. oh you um you 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 tend to break women's hearts well tell me about your relationship with your mother oh she was mean to you well that's why it's not your fault uh Mm -hmm. oh you're abusive to your uh to your boyfriend um well you've been hurt in the past right so it's not your fault is it what you know there's some truth in that but at the end of the day it's a it's a way for sigmund freud to relieve his own guilt about his own weird just just google it his own weird things going on
0: interesting um, and so basically it's just like placing blame on somebody else to make you feel better about yourself you could put it that
1: way and it's it's somebody else doing it it's not you know it's like a professional with a suit on and school and a degree behind that sure. mm-hmm. why do you think they 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 post up their degrees it's to reassure you that you're with a professional And if a professional tells you that it's not your fault, then it isn't. And, and, you know, somebody like a psychologist might call my methods unorthodox, but I'm getting to the soul. And they are, uh, you know, they've built a whole academia off of searching the soul, understanding human behavior, And, but what I'm doing is I'm showing it, you know, I'll say one more, one more thing. Uh, The main rule in artistry, telling stories, filmmaking, is show, don't tell. Uh, Instead of saying, you know, when the man looked at the vase, it reminded him of his childhood and, and long lost summers. Instead of saying that, Show the vase, cut to a shot of him, cut to a close-up of his eyes, do a flashback, show him running through a sprinkler during the summer as a kid, (laughs) cut back to the vase, cut back to his eyes, and then now you've shown an idea. So I am showing human behavior. Psychology is telling.
0: Hmm. I love that answer. That's, That's pretty spot on. That's incredible. So last couple of questions here for you. Um, Are you a big reader? Do you read a lot?
1: Um, No, but I have been reading more than usual. Okay. Um, You know, I said my new year's resolution last year was read a book a week for a year. I think I, I failed. Uh, I maybe got 10 books um but i read read 10 books
0: already already this year
1: no this is my failed goal of 2019 oh
0: okay okay okay
1: yeah but i read some really great books along the way um read a million pieces uh i think it's called a million shattered pieces uh or a million pieces this guy's experience with um being yeah please uh this guy's experience being in rehab um and then for, through that book, A Million Little Pieces, I think it's called. Uh, through that book, I found out about the book The Tao Te Ching, which has become my all-time favorite book. Um, I read um, Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. I read Beloved. Um, reading Sapiens now. Um, so yeah,
0: those are. Those so are, you do read it. So you do read a decent amount of books. And, I
1: my, well, my sister's try. My sister is an avid reader,
0: so I, compared to her, I, I I've never read a book in my life. But, <laughs> fair enough Fair enough. i i just found it interesting because like from for myself i only started my first book that i ever read was when i was 17 years old um you know football player sports guy you know yeah, I books are it. in the you know last 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 thing on my to-do list i know when formed I... adults with kids a job a
1: house who have never read a book from start to finish.
0: It's, <laughs> it's, it's a challenge. Like, it's honestly a challenge, especially with all the distractions that we got going on. But um, the reason why I ask that is just because I'm interested um, uh, on uh, if some of the books that you've read, again, have had influence on, on, on again, your approach to are you happy and, and what you're doing with that.
1: That's a really good question, especially since a lot of the books that I read was during the shoot of, are you happy? I think the Tao Te Ching, um, Tao Te Ching probably made me understand people better. You know, Tao Te Ching is all about balance, uh, understanding, letting go. You know, they say like, as soon as you start talking about it, it loses its meaning. So it's very hard for me to speak about, but, um, the, you know, there's a, a lot to do with letting go. And I think that a lot of the happiest people have found things like family, work, and passion and everything else, I'm, I'm going to let it go. Everything I can't control, I'm going to let it go. Interesting. And what is that book called? The Tao Te Ching. It's one of like the most ancient books, uh, Eastern philosophy. It's where the... Um, it's where the term yin yang comes from. It's where the yin yang okay.
0: comes from. Interesting. Okay. I'll definitely have to check out that book. That's awesome.
1: Oh it's, really um, great. And it's also very awesome.
0: easy to read. Very easy to read, very difficult to understand. Interesting. And and when is it from? Like what year did it come out?
1: Oh it like predates all like major major historical texts. Really? Yeah. Um Tao Te Ching. Um let's see uh, fourth century bc oh actually uh it was second century bc where it was unearthed so I, I don't think it's actually not known when it was written yeah it was unearthed found the second century
0: bc holy crap yeah wow so last question here for you as we wrap this up um for somebody, and I know you have tons of content on your, on your, on your uh, Instagram, TikTok, and also YouTube that talks about this, but for somebody listening right now who is currently in a state where they can't say that they're happy and, and they fall in that um, group of people who are struggling with, with, with a lack of self-awareness, what advice would you give to them and what would you say to them to encourage them Um, to become happy, if that's something that they ultimately want to be. From the guy who goes around asking people, are you happy? What would be your best advice as of right now to give to somebody who can't say they are happy? Well,
1: uh, I'm no pro. Take my advice with a grain of salt. You know, I've interviewed hundreds of people on happiness. So you're welcome to look at their answer. And hopefully you'll find one that can shed some light. But to reiterate what I was saying earlier, focus on the things that are surrounding you. Like, do an analogy, do like write down on a piece of paper all the things in your life that are putting you down, that are taking up real estate in your head. And remove anything that isn't you, family, security, safety, well-being all that you know turn off the tv like don't don't think about what you see on the tv D- discern I, I. this is I'm very rambling so stick with me here discern the difference between truth and falsity D- discern what you've seen on tv between what you've actually experienced um and uh you know have have a bunch of fans you see family running around the <laughs> background here so um you know surround yourself with family family doesn't have to be mother brother sister daughter it could be uh girlfriend boyfriend best friend colleagues you know build your support system and keep them around um Give yourself to, uh, you know, I'll end on this piece of advice. And if you have any more questions, fine. But in terms of the people that are struggling to find happiness, what I found is that the happiest people in the world have not always had the happiest lives. In fact, they've had a lot of suffering, but they've accepted suffering as a part of life. And they've used three things to help them get over those humps. And that's family, uh, a cause, could be a job you wake up to go to every morning and a passion, something that puts you in that flow state, something that when you do it, time disappears.
0: I love that. I love that so much. Um, well, man, I, I just want to thank you so much for coming on to the show and, and, and for answering all my questions and, and, um, and, and really shedding some light on your, your mission and your goal and what you're doing and, and how it's impacting. So many people all around the world, not just the people that you're asking these questions to, but the people who are watching it too, as well, receiving the content and, and, and receiving it in a way that really helps them open their minds and become more aware. And I hope, and I pray um, that, that your, that your journey keeps growing and that, and that, you know, what you do. Um, has 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 more impact on inspiring other people to do what you are doing as well, and 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 building that are you happy community, and and for the people who um, want to create content like you too as well. I hope that all good things come to them, and 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 uh, and again, just appreciate you coming on to my show and, and and talking with me. This is I was as soon as you responded, as soon as you said, yeah, let's let's set something up. I texted my friend uh who showed me who showed me uh your tiktok i'm like bro you'll never guess i have, i'm having him come on to the show and 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 so he was really excited about that and 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 as, as am i um so last couple of things where can people find you um uh so your instagram handle tiktok and youtube for for when i upload this where can people find you um great question first of all, i want to say thank you for
1: all the kind words you just threw my way this has honestly been one of my favorite podcasts that I've ever done. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I swear to God, uh, I could see why your, your clients uh, also use you for, you know, uh, somebody to talk to. Um, but don't, you know, before we, before we finish up and before I, you know, I, I start talking about where people can find me, you know, mm-hmm. don't think you're getting away scot-free. So I, <laughs> I have to ask you, uh, are you happy?
0: Yes. Yes, I am. Now, why am I happy? Sure. Do you do you want me to? Do, I I am I am actually very happy. And you know what? Just yesterday and this morning, I was in the hospital, and um, I was in the hospital because I have a, I, my tonsils were just massive. They were swelling, and 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 I couldn't and I all of last night couldn't sleep. Couldn't, I, I've, I fell asleep for like 20 minutes and I woke up gasping for air. And you said um, earlier in the episode that um, it usually takes a traumatic experience for people to come into a, a sense of awareness and appreciate the things around them. And I find it kind of interesting that it happens just before we we, we talk about it in this episode. Um, you know, I've had, I've had some things happen to me in my life, as everybody has. Um, that has made me really step back and appreciate the things um, that matter most in my life. And and like what you said, is my mom okay? You know, like from from your perspective, and that's something that I avidly think about every single day, is my mom okay? Why? Because my mom has been there to make sure I'm okay every single time. You know, the, the person who took me to the hospital this morning and yesterday was my mom, you know, and, 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 and uh, to know that she's alive, to she, that she's okay, that she cares about me, that she loves me, and that I love her um, is, is one of the things that'll make me the happiest person in the world. And, and, and I can attest to that every single time. I'm a man of faith. Uh, I'm, a man of, I'm a man of God. And, I, and, and my mom has asked me, she said, what, for, for, for all the times that you've experienced God in your life, um, what were they, or what experiences were they? and all three of those times were with my mom. My mom had a major influence on that, so um like what you said, family is something that makes that is the most meaningful thing to you family is 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 something that 's the most meaningful thing to me, and it makes me the happiest person in the world. you know i uh, my brother um, is is going through a hard time right now and and I took him in for a little bit so he could alleviate some of the some of the financial burdens that he's experiencing and 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 to see him come in because before he would he would turn away anybody who wanted to help him and because he didn't want to be a burden to people but being able to look at my brother and say dude like I love you to death and this is what family does you know family family takes people in and 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 like you said it's not only mom dad brother sister it's friends it's people that you know that you go through things with in life that sometimes you don't even go through with your family. And I've, and I've said this in an episode before um, on my podcast, but um, to answer your question and to wrap it all up, I'm very happy because I have, I have a beautiful family. I have a healthy family. I have a beautiful home, a beautiful apartment. Um, that I that I can live in I I live in a nice city even though in Winnipeg if anybody knows Winnipeg it gets freezing cold here and it's only summer for like two and a half months but that's okay because you know what I get to wake up every morning with air in my lungs a beating a beat in my chest you know I gotta go about life and and appreciate every little thing around me because I can see it and there are people out there who don't have vision who, who you know aren't able to see things, and and like that guy that you had, you know, uh, on 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 your on your documentary, he was blind, and the dude was stoked, the dude was happy. He didn't have his wife anymore, but the dude was happy, and and, and that and that made me again reflect on my situation, or reflect on myself. Is that I can see, I don't have the right not to be happy. I can breathe. I don't have the right not to be happy, you know, and, 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 and so yes, I'm very happy. <laughs> and, and, and I thank you so much for asking me that question. So. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Cool. I'm Just listening to you. Well, like I said, this was one of my favorite podcasts that I've ever done
0: um i'm glad
1: yeah that that was really really cool if anybody that's listening wants to support the show uh and thank you so much for supporting it means a lot to me became a uh, monthly subscriber which is amazing uh literally for three dollars that's how the donations are uh you could support the show it's happypeople.me backslash donation um and that basically keeps the lights on uh other than that, you could just look up Are You Happy on TikTok or Instagram and find us there and go and peruse the hundreds of people that, that answer the happy question.
0: So yeah. Awesome, man. Dude, well, so good to meet you. Yeah, so nice to meet you too. And, and, and this is such a pleasure um, being able to to talk to you on, on this platform too as well. And for, and for you to ask me, the question that I'm so fascinated by. So, so thank you so much for that, and um, and and I'll make sure to put all all the links and everything like that to your accounts below. And and uh, and I hope uh, someday in the future that we can collaborate again or or do something together as well, or just to see you know both of our platforms grow and both of our messages grow as well. So again, man, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. Thank you, man. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. All right. Have a good all day, right, man. Yeah, you too, brother.